Chapter Six of Mother Westwind's Children. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Laurie Ann Walden. Mother Westwind's Children by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter Six. Reddy Fox the Boaster. Johnny Chuck waddled down the lone little path across the green meadows. Johnny Chuck was very fat and roly-poly. His yellow-brown coat fitted him so snugly that it seemed as if it must burst. Johnny Chuck was feeling very happy, very happy indeed, for, you see, Johnny Chuck long ago found the best thing in the world, which is contentment. Jolly, round, red Mr. Sun, looking down from the sky, smiled and smiled to see Johnny Chuck waddling down the lone little path, for he loved the merry-hearted little fellow, as do all the little meadow people, all but Reddy Fox, for Reddy Fox has not forgotten the surprise Johnny Chuck once gave him, and how he called him a frayed cat. Once in a while Johnny Chuck stopped to brush his coat carefully, for he is very particular about his appearance, is Johnny Chuck. By and by he came to the old butternut tree down by the smiling pool. He could see it a long time before he reached it, and up in the top of it he could see Blacky the Crow flapping his wings and cawing at the top of his voice. "'There must be something going on,' said Johnny Chuck to himself, and began to waddle faster. He looked so very queer when he tried to hurry that jolly, round, red Mr. Sun smiled more than ever. When he was almost to the old butternut tree, Johnny Chuck sat up very straight so that his head came just above the tall meadow grasses beside the lone little path. He could see the merry little breezes dancing and racing under the old butternut tree and having such a good time. And he could see the long ears of Peter Rabbit standing up straight above the tall meadow grasses. One of the merry little breezes spied Johnny Chuck. "'Hurry up, Johnny Chuck!' he shouted, and Johnny Chuck hurried. When he reached the old butternut tree, he was all out of breath. He was puffing and blowing, and he was so warm that he wished, just for a minute, a single little minute, that he could swim like Billy Mink and Jerry Muskrat and Little Joe Otter, so that he could jump into the smiling pool and cool off. "'Hello, Johnny Chuck!' shouted Peter Rabbit. "'Hello yourself, and see how you like it,' replied Johnny Chuck. "'Hello myself,' said Peter Rabbit. And then, because it was so very foolish, everybody laughed. It is a good thing to feel foolishly happy on a beautiful, sunshiny day, especially down on the green meadows. Jimmy Skunk was there. He was feeling very, very good indeed, was Jimmy Skunk, for he had found some very fine beetles for his breakfast. Little Joe Otter was there, and Billy Mink, and Jerry Muskrat, and Happy Jack Squirrel, and, of course, Reddy Fox was there. Oh, my, yes, of course, Reddy Fox was there. Reddy Fox never misses a chance to show off. He was wearing his very newest red coat and his whitest waistcoat. He had brushed his tail till it looked very handsome, and every few minutes he would turn and admire it. Reddy Fox thought himself a very fine gentleman. He admired himself, and he wanted everyone else to admire him. Let's do stunts, said Peter Rabbit. I can jump farther than anybody here. Then Peter Rabbit jumped a tremendously long jump. Then everybody jumped. Everybody but Reddy Fox. Even Johnny Chuck jumped, and because he was so roly-poly, he tumbled over and over, and everybody laughed, and Johnny Chuck laughed loudest of all. And because his hind legs are long and meant for jumping, Peter Rabbit had jumped farther than anyone else. 
I can climb to the top of the old butternut tree quicker than anybody else, cried Happy Jack Squirrel, and away he started with Bobby Coon and Billy Mink after him. For though Billy Mink is a famous swimmer and can run swiftly, he can also climb when he has to. But Happy Jack Squirrel was at the top of the old butternut tree almost before the others had started. The Merry Little Breezes clapped their hands, and everybody shouted for Happy Jack Squirrel. Everybody but Reddy Fox. "'I can swim faster than anybody here,' shouted Little Joe Otter. In a flash, three little brown coats splashed into the smiling pool so suddenly that they almost upset Great Grandfather Frog watching from his big green lily pad. They belonged to Little Joe Otter, Billy Mink, and Jerry Muskrat. Across the smiling pool and back again they raced, and Little Joe Otter was first out on the bank. "'Hurrah for Little Joe Otter!' shouted Blacky the Crow. And everybody shouted, "'Hurrah!' Everybody but Reddy Fox. "'What can you do, Jimmy Skunk?' asked Peter Rabbit, dancing up and down, he was so excited. Jimmy Skunk yawned lazily. "'I can throw a wonderful perfume farther than anybody here,' said Jimmy Skunk. "'We know it! We know it!' shouted the Merry Little Breezes, as everybody tumbled heels overhead away from Jimmy Skunk, even Reddy Fox. "'But please don't!' And Jimmy Skunk didn't. Then they all came back, Reddy Fox carefully brushing his handsome red coat, which had become sadly must. He had fled in such a hurry. Now, for the first time in his life, Johnny Chuck began to feel just a wee, wee bit discontented. What was there he could do better than anyone else? He couldn't jump, and he couldn't climb, and he couldn't swim. He couldn't even run fast, because he was so fat and round and roly-poly. He quite forgot that he was so sunny-hearted and good-natured that everybody loved him, everybody but Reddy Fox. Just then Reddy Fox began to boast, for Reddy Fox is a great boaster. Pooh, said Reddy Fox. Pooh. Anybody could jump if their legs were made for jumping. And what's the good of climbing trees, anyway? Now I can run faster than anybody here, faster than anybody in the whole world, said Reddy Fox, puffing himself out. Chug a rum, said Grandfather Frog. You can't beat Spotty the Turtle. Then everyone shouted and rolled over and over in the grass. They were so tickled, for everyone remembered how Spotty the Turtle had once won a race from Reddy Fox. For a minute Reddy Fox looked very foolish. Then he lost his temper, which is a very unwise thing to do, for it is hard to find again. He swelled himself out until every hair stood on end, and he looked twice as big as he did before. He strutted up and down and glared at each in turn. "'And I'm not afraid of any living thing on the green meadows,' boasted Reddy Fox. "'Chug a rum,' said Grandfather Frog. "'Do I see Bowser the Hound?' Every hair on Reddy Fox suddenly fell back into place. He whirled about nervously and anxiously looked over the green meadows. Then everybody shouted again and rolled over and over in the grass and held on to their sides, for you see, Bowser the Hound wasn't there at all. But everybody took good care to keep away from Reddy Fox, everybody but Johnny Chuck. He just sat still and chuckled and chuckled till his fat sides shook. "'What are you laughing at?' demanded Reddy Fox. "'I was just thinking,' said Johnny Chuck, 
that though you can run so fast, you can't even catch me. Reddy Fox just glared at him for a minute. He was so mad. Then he sprang straight at Johnny Chuck. I'll show you, he snarled. Now Johnny Chuck had been sitting close beside a hole that Grandfather Chuck had dug a long time before and which was empty. In a flash, Johnny Chuck disappeared head first in the hole. Now the hole was too small for Reddy Fox to enter, but he was so angry that he straightway began to dig it larger. My, how the sand did fly! It poured out behind Reddy Fox in a stream of shining yellow. Johnny Chuck ran down the long tunnel underground until he reached the end. Then when he heard Reddy Fox digging and knew that he was really coming, Johnny Chuck began to dig too. Only instead of digging down, he dug up towards the sunshine and the blue sky. My, how his short legs did fly and his stout little claws dug into the soft earth. His little forepaws flew so fast that if you had been there, you could hardly have seen them at all. And with his strong hind legs, he kicked the sand right back into the face of Reddy Fox. All the little meadow people gathered around the hole where Johnny Chuck and Reddy Fox had disappeared. They were very anxious, very anxious indeed. Would Reddy Fox catch Johnny Chuck? And what would he do to him? Was all their fun to end in something terrible to sunny-hearted, merry Johnny Chuck? whom everybody loved? All of a sudden, pop, right out of the solid earth among the daisies and buttercups, just like a jack-in-the-box, came Johnny Chuck. He looked very warm and a little tired, but he was still chuckling as he scampered across to another hole of Grandfather Chuck's. By and by, something else crawled out of the hole Johnny Chuck had made. Could it be Reddy Fox? Where were his white waistcoat and beautiful red coat? And was that thing dragging behind him his splendid tail? He crept out of the hole and then just lay down and panted for breath. He was almost too tired to move. Then he began to spit sand out of his mouth and blow it out of his nose and try to wipe it out of his eyes. The long hair of his fine coat was filled full of sand, and no one would ever have guessed that this was Reddy Fox. "'Haw, haw, haw!' shouted Blacky the Crow. Then everybody shouted, haw, 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 and began to roll in the grass and hold on to their sides once more. Everybody but Reddy Fox. When he could get his breath, he didn't look this way or that way, but just sneaked off to his home under the big hickory. And when Old Mother Westwind came with her big bag to take the merry little breezes to their home behind the purple hills, Johnny Chuck waddled back up the lone little path, chuckling to himself, for that little feeling of discontent was all gone. He had found that, after all, he could do something better than anybody else on the green meadows, for in his heart he knew that none could dig so fast as he. End of chapter 6